Hi all, this is RV Empath here and you are listening to RVE for the HSP. Welcome. It is November 18th, 2020 and how are you doing today? As I always say, there's a lot of energy at play so uh, make sure that we look for ways to be and stay. What? What is it? I can't hear you. Calm and balanced. That's right. It's so important because it's from that point that healthy decisions can be made in how to uh, act instead of reacting or react in a thoughtful way instead of reacting just, um, uh, you know, without any conscious thought. It's true. You don't really think straight when you're angry. And I know, and I can freaking talk to it because I have, have an anger management problem. I mean, I know what it's like to be angry. I know what it's like to experience it. I know what it's like to live angry on a daily basis. So I get it. I could get angry now. That's the thing. I could. There's plenty out there to be offended by. Anyone can be offended by anything. And that reminds me of the um, Wayne Dyer. He's like a wise dude (laughs) who, uh, you know, he has tons of books. He passed away a few years ago, unfortunately. He was a beautiful soul. But he said, sure, you can find any number of things to be offended about. So, you know, there, there are no answers today. But certainly if one is living in in a way, look, where I'm coming from is address the things you want to (laughs) address. So like, I don't want to tell people they're wrong. I'm not tell- I don't want to tell people they should change. I'm not telling people, you know, whatever. I guess I am telling people to change something. And that is doing their best to shift out of anger. And certainly catching oneself, oneself before it goes into rage. That's what I ask. Because you could, you know, it's like still thinking what you want to think. But just work on being less angry because that's living a better healthier life I know firsthand and um, I also know firsthand the uh, the way to feeling better and to living better and I'm you know dedicated to living a best life because I know what it's like to live miserable. And so how do I put this? But again, it's not living a life like running through, you know, a pasture with rainbows and unicorns and being all, you know, in a bubble and um, stupid, for lack of a better word. (laughs) It's um, remaining who we are, right? But just doing it in a healthier way. 
and being able to remain calm or get to a place of calm and clearing out our minds again that's super important and I don't do it enough but you know I'm pretty I'm pretty good at what I allow uh, what I allow in my mind to begin with (laughs) so I don't have to clear so much muck and yuck out but it's it's there on a daily basis and um, so keep it up peeps because you know it's um, getting a little harder <laughs> uh, certainly in as we uh, get through 2020 but I hope fingers crossed again once uh, things start moving into Aquarius like Saturn that's in the middle of December I'm hoping that the energy will start shifting so fingers crossed for that peeps but until then let's do what we can to really um, uh, work on our self-worth work on healing our traumas and dramas and that see a lot of people don't even realize how much their wounds and um, uh, you know traumas from childhood affect like how angry they get today and their whole perception like that you know, it adds to someone wanting to just like lash out. And, um, you know, there's a lot of pain that we all go through. And um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, I don't know about certain things. Certainly. All right, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. But let me just stop the babbling. I'll address it later if I feel like it, but I can't stand it when I babble. (laughs) Thank you for sticking with me if you're still listening. So, yeah, I think that's a perfect way and time to segue into the uh, astrology at 35 minutes, just about. Oh, my word. Okay, astrology. Here we go. There's a lot going on, and I remember there's a lot of energy there to to um, help facilitate healing. I know I'm going through stuff. And again, I always say I I know I'm not alone. So remember, uh, whatever relationships you're having right now, where there's tough emotions and separations and frustrations, you know, really sink into that, um, the energy that Libra can give because Venus is still in Libra and about to move into Scorpio but when a planet gets to the end um, numbers of a sign it gets stronger the energy is more powerfully felt so we can definitely tap into Venus now Venus is also in hard squares with the Capricorn stellium And the moon has entered Capricorn. So the moon is adding an additional element of um, um, emotion. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, they, They used to call that a brain fart. Probably still do. So... Let me go see what's happening specifically today. Uh, 
Uh, there are no direct, well, there's always stuff going on with the moon. But other than the moon, there aren't direct aspects happening between the planets and Chiron. Now, I just told you the moon was in uh, Capricorn, so that could add a, a heightened element of, um, you know, emotion to stuff, which I already said. So, <laughs> tomorrow, there's a sextile going on between the sun and Saturn. That is opportunity. That points to um, work opportunities in terms of long-term goals, career, who we want to be in the world. And there's a quintile between Mercury and Pluto, and quintiles point to inner places of genius. Mercury is the mind and how we communicate, and Pluto is about transformation, it, transforming power and control, um, shadow side muck and yuck, too. And then, ooh, there's a lot going on tomorrow. Uh, Venus is square Saturn as well, so squares ask for some sort of action on our parts, remember. Venus is in Libra, like I mentioned, and um, that's relationships and balance. Venus rules Libra, so that's good. Saturn rules Capricorn, and that's the grind. That is working hard, overcoming obstacles, overcoming restrictions, relationship to authority figures, large and small, our reputations, who we are in the world, like I said. Work, work, work it, work. So, you know, be in anticipation of working on something, because if not, you will get assigned a homework assignment, and that's usually kind of painful. So, then um, Mercury is quintile Jupiter. Oh, my word. All on the 19th. And there's a semi-sextile between the Sun and Venus. <laughs> Overall, this is really pretty positive energy, peeps, because the Venus is powerful. So that's love, harmony, social graces, um, making money. So focus on that and focus on healing. I mean, Mercury is quintile, both Pluto and Jupiter in the same day. That's pretty powerful. Mercury's in Scorpio. Again, Scorpio and Pluto, it's all about transformation, um, endings and beginnings. That can be tough. But really, you know, it's tough, but necessary. And it doesn't mean it's the end for good. You know, I tend to come from the perspective of people can come in and out of each other's lives, you know, forever. It, relationships, they're each an individual thing. You know, they're all different how they play out. So um, it's important for people to keep an open mind when it comes to that stuff. Open mind, that's Jupiter. Remember, Jupiter's the great benefic. Um, the uh, expander and so Mercury quintile Jupiter that's expansion of the mind expansion of the inner and possibly outer horizons travel um, learning new things legal issues as well so um, opening the mind yeah so important sometimes you can feel it too when you really have an experience, you know, that's mind expanding, you could feel it in your head, in your brain. <laughs> I speak from personal experience. So, what else? Cards. 
yeah, there's good stuff happening. We'll talk more about it tomorrow, too. But yeah, today particularly, gosh. Good luck, peeps. I wish you well. I'm sending you my best. Keep on keeping on um, with positive change and healthy transformation. Woohoo! All right, guidance cards. I use the Osho Zen Tarot deck. I'm going to uh, ground it all in energy for the highest good of all, most benevolent outcome for all. And you know, when, when I say, I'm giving a little speech now before I go into that. Um, when I say highest good for all, most benevolent outcome for all, it's important to understand that does not mean, again, running through wildflower pastures with rainbows and unicorns for everyone. Because that would be disgusting. That would be boring. That would be um, some version of hell that I am not interested in living in. It means things happening for um, everyone's highest good and most benevolent outcome, which is the the uh, greatest God good outcome for everyone. Which means sometimes, uh, you know, it can be kind of tough for certain people because there's things we have to learn. There's, um, you know, experiences that we go through to become the type, the, the, I was going to say type of person, but that's not really right. Just to become the person um, that we need to be to have another experience and then become the person that helps us become the person we need to be to walk into this and experience you know, bring about through our choices and our actions and our emotions and our mind, another experience and so on and so on. It's like, um, but it, sometimes those experiences can be very challenging and it can put us in any level. uh, It runs the gamut. So any socioeconomic level, what have you, and all sorts of, you know, different levels. That's just one example. But the, but the point that I'm trying to make is that people can be in all sorts of different places in their lives and doing all sorts of different things and having all sorts of different beliefs and still praying for the highest good of all most benevolent outcome for all. You get what I'm saying? So it doesn't mean happy fun times for everyone involved. Ugh. Can you imagine? That sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. Anyway, whatever. Getting back to the cards. This will be the official start of the cards. I'm going to do like conscious breathing as I um, shuffle the cards. I encourage you to clear your mind as well. And I'll be back shortly. Thank you. Okay, Uh, guidance cards for today. And remember, these cards, they are to give us insight into what we're dealing with. Because the interesting thing about these card decks is, is they offer, you know, we experience all of these things probably at any given time in our lives. So it's just useful to try to help, you know, to... um, give an additional viewpoint or like more information about something. All right. 
So we have the King of Pentacles, Abundance, Six of Swords. I know I said I wasn't going to do the Rider Waite interpretations, but I still am, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> it might be something I just go back and forth on for a while. Six of Swords, the Burden, and Eight of Cups, Letting Go. Oh, look at that. The Burden, Letting Go. So to reach abundance and this King of Pentacles, this is really sitting pretty, talk about sitting pretty, but this is having home and health and family and money all worked out to a point where, I mean, talk about on the way to a best life. And he's also sitting on a book, like a, some sort of, you know, there's knowledge. So King of Pentacles is also wise. And uh, it shows the moon and the sun. Remember, we're still in eclipse season. So there's some big, you know, energies coming up. And to get to abundance, right, this level of abundance. And remember, kings, it refers to anyone. Uh, so it's male and female in its own way. I mean, we all have masculine and feminine energy within us is what I'm trying to say. So to get to this place, there's the focus on the six of swords, which is certainly getting to calmer waters. It's getting through the tunnel. You see the light at the end of the tunnel and you're close enough to like actually feel it. <laughs> um, the burden. There is a burden of being in rough waters. There's the burden of trying to be our best selves while being challenged in all sorts of different ways. There's the burden of trying to heal ourselves while being challenged. So as we continue to climb up our mountains, you know, get the rest you need, the sustenance you need, um, check your body for aches and pains, because it's a trek. This is a trek up the mountain that we are making. So make sure, you know, we got to make sure we're caring for our physical body as much as our emotional and mental and spiritual bodies as well. And eight of cups, letting go. This card in the Osho Zen features a lotus leaf with a, a drop of dew that is hanging right off the very edge and just getting ready to drop into the water below. And another drop has just happened. There are ripples in the water below it, but it's a gorgeous calm there's great stillness um, in this uh, depicted in this card as well as the the ripples are just starting but um, there's reflections coming up from the water below and just the imagery is very um, very calm and beautiful and remember, the lotus blooms from the deepest and darkest of muck and yuck, mud. And it's very beautiful. So as things like shift in our lives, there is a certain letting go of stuff. I mean, this is Scorpio like Pluto type energy too. The whole um, transformation. So what else is there to um, 
give us things to ponder as we move forward. But to get to abundance, we, we move toward being in calmer waters. You know, we move, we navigate ourselves as best we can. I remember connecting with God, universal energy is so important. God is shorthand for good. <laughs> is how I like to think of God energy. So, God is good. So, and then letting go. Letting go of stuff that no longer serves us. Walking, being able to walk away. Aw, I'm going to take it. So, the card that, there was a card that made noise, you know, and wanted to flip, but didn't flip entirely over. And it's courage, which is the strength card. But yeah, right now, you know, um, I don't know what to say about that because courage isn't really something the way to cultivate courage I think is to continue challenging ourselves and that means doing things we don't necessarily want to do that means doing things that scare us that's not fun but it is necessary I know because I've had to do plenty of that stuff in my healing so I know it's necessary so I don't know what to tell you beyond that other than just do it Um, Do it the best you can and get through it out the other side, you know, and ground it all in uh, good energy. Ho'oponopono. But do what you got to do, even though you don't want to do it, you know, like have those talks or something. And that doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, there could be different ways of communicating. There's... um, smoke signals no I'm just kidding Um, but there's still email is still something that can be used um, as a way of communication although I don't know if that's the best there's still handwritten cards remember those and letters Um, phone calls though you know talking still works or one-on-one meetings I don't know that is an individual thing Maybe it doesn't even require that. There is some ways to put a conclusion to something that doesn't even require a confrontation. This is something that we also have to figure out on our own because it's so easy to take the easy road. It's so easy to opt out, okay? So that's where prayer really comes in. Uh, Speak to a mentor that you admire, but really make sure that you're, you know, grounding it in what's for the highest good, which sometimes, like I was talking about before, can be painful because it requires um us doing stuff we you know it's hard it's hard work what can i say so the ten of wands flipped over suppression the ten of wands is getting to a completion of but it's feeling very um overwhelmed it's very tired but this person who is tied up in ropes um What he doesn't see or perhaps doesn't know at the moment is that the ropes are slipping off. They're not knotted. So he's not bound. And he or she. And um, there is a way to climb out of the hole because this person's in the hole, in a hole. Remember that whole metaphor of um, falling into the hole? Look it up on my website. You can get there, rvempath.com. I did a blog post on it. There's a poem that I love about like 
continuing to fall into a hole and how we want to get ourselves out as soon as we recognize we're in the hole because staying down there does not serve us. It doesn't serve anyone or anything except fear, <laughs> um, except like negative energy. So um, uh, you don't want to like stay comfortable. A lot of people get comfortable down in the hole until they forget that they're even in a hole. So there is always a way to get out of the hole. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. <sighs> All right. Am I? Let's see. I kind of getting the feeling that I'm done. Not quite yet. Final. But I did see the emperor on the bottom of the deck. So that is having like the emperor means having a certain amount of self-confidence, self-love, feeling um, pretty together with stuff, feeling competent, um, things running well on all levels, feeling secure, feeling good, um, knowing your life and who you are and feeling good about it. <laughs> uh, living a good life. So, final cards. Do, do, do. <laughs> this is a super long podcast, peeps. I don't know why my podcasts are getting longer, but whatever. All right. I think I'm done. So, bottom of the deck is four of cups. Turning in. This is one of the biggest meditation cards in the Osho Zen. And it features a meditating woman with these like misty, ghostly, kind of uh, smoky shadow figures, of faces like that are talking all around her, right? So it kind of, it is a symbolism of the voices within all the different energies that we, you know, take in. And um, or that are around us at any given time too. So it's being able to like shut it down, shut it out, clear out the mind, put an air purifier up there. And then it dissolves. It shows like her aura is kind of like dissolving away this stuff. Then there's the fool underneath that because that helps us get a, a blank slate within that helps us feel like fresh and, and, you know, be able to tap into inspiration. It's important to have that in our lives, peeps, um, as we move toward new ways of our new, you know, new ways of uh, living our best life. So the emperor is under there showing up again, and then six of pentacles giving and receiving, uh, queen of wands sharing. And then there's the master, which is like the sun card, but it features the moon, but that's really, you know, being connected on all levels and talk it's even like it's up from the emperor if you can imagine <laughs> moon under that past lives that's healing with our healing and dealing our or okay dealing with our inner traumas and dramas and healing them and it's also stuff that we don't know because we don't know you know what's going to happen in the future we're living into the answers as 10 of cups is underneath that harmony. 10 of cups is a beautiful energy. One of the happiest, most fulfilling, fulfilled um, cards in the deck. And harmony is a, a meditating 
figure with uh, dolphins jumping from the heart chakra to the third eye, <laughs> which I think is the sixth one because the seventh chakra is on top of our head, which connects with uh, divine energy, God, God universal energy. So I'm babbling now. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> These podcasts take a lot out of me. This is almost an hour. My goodness gracious. Thank you if you've uh, hung in and listened for as long as you have. I want to thank you for all that you are and do. And stay tuned. You know, read my pamphlets and different materials I have available on my website. You can get there rvempath.com. Um, stay tuned for more podcasts. Look up Affirmation Bear and Astrology Bear on Alexa through Amazon. Look up my Free Yourself from Fear, The Fear Rocks, and How They Can Help book on Amazon, $9.99. And as always, I send you love and peace and wish you to be safe and well. Thanks so much. Mwah.